0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Hello church, what an amazing opportunity to be the church and to worship together. Just a thank you to Pastor James and all the people that have spent hours just preparing uh, and getting this internet um just broadcast online and so we just appreciate everyone and just to be in the presence of god you know we've uh, started with big groups in Stellenbosch and uh, we're working on a plan to also do drive in church that's going to be exciting we're just waiting for all the transmitters and all the stuff to to work out and then we'll let you know maybe in 2 weeks the last weekend of july that's our plan to start then um, but what a, what a privilege to be able to share the word of God, you know, and thank you to everyone that makes it possible uh, for this opportunity. So I want to pray for us and uh, just ask the Lord to, to enlighten and to open up the eyes of our understanding. So Lord, that's what we're here for is to know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering and to be conformed to the image of your death, Lord. And we want to bless you for your faithfulness and your goodness in this time of lockdown. Uh, that we can see your word change our lives lord your word is indeed living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and we say holy spirit you're welcome come and breathe on the word of god and make it alive again to us today in jesus name amen so i'm gonna share and it's quite a challenging uh, sermon today so fasten your seat belts Praise the Lord, there's no dogs around, so hallelujah, we can we can go uninterrupted. The, the message is same old story with a question mark. Uh, are we going to say same old story? Are we going to continue as normal? That's what a lot of people are asking, especially in this time of lockdown. So I want to jump into it in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37, a story that we all know very well. It says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So Jesus, isn't it amazing? He always asks a question back. He wants to test our hearts as well. He didn't just give an answer. So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered right. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Verse 30, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side verse 33 but a certain samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion so he wept he went to him and bandaged his wounds pouring and oil and wine on him and he set him on his own animal brought him to an inn and took care of him on the next day when he departed he took out two denarii gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was the neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, so go and do likewise. Uh, a story that we've heard a lot of time and a lot of people would say like, Yo, this is this is about mercy. This is about looking after the poor and taking care of the poor. But there's so much deeper stuff into this story and uh, just two things there was this road that this guy was traveling on into Jerusalem it was a narrow road it was very rocky Uh, people never traveled alone because of um, just robbers that would come and so it was a familiar scene to a lot of people in scripture and so here we hear the story of this guy that got attacked And then there was the other thing the whole idea of the jews and the samaritans and uh, you know there was just no they didn't sit around the same table and the reason for that was because at a stage the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom of israel was divided and so in the babylonian captivity The Babylonians came and took the Southern Kingdom's guys away, where Jerusalem was the main capital. Now that's a couple of hundred years before Christ. And so these Jews preserved the Jewish culture, even when they were in captivity. Uh, They were doing the sacrifices, they were doing the ceremonial law. And so the Samaritans in the Northern Kingdom, where Samaria was their capital, they mixed with all the other tribes. They got some of their gods in and there was a, it was actually chaos. And so eventually, when Ezra and Nehemiah restored the kingdom, the southern kingdom, those Jews came back out of Babylon and they restored the whole of that kingdom. But they never mixed with the Samaritans because they just said, like, you guys compromised. We kept the faith. You mixed. And so we have this tension all the time even in the book of Acts uh, where the Jews thought the gospel were theirs because of their hard work and the Samaritans they even had their own fake temple Um, you know you could see the woman at the well in John chapter 4 uh, where Jesus ministered to this woman at the well so there was there was so much tension and that's why the story is so has such an impact on our lives because here is the Samaritan taking care of this robber I want to focus on a couple of things, and I'm going to call it sins. You know, sin isn't uh, just immoral stuff that we do, but when we become disobedient to God, when we uh, miss the mark, what is sin is to miss the mark or the bullseye, to to miss God's will for our lives. And so this story talks about a couple of sins, and the first sin is the sin of indifference. You know, what is indifference? Let me give you a definition. To be indifferent about an issue means that it does not matter one way or another. One way does not have any more value of importance than another. There is a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern for something or someone. To lack compassion, to not get involved, sitting on the fence, and not to take or to make a stand. So the priest, Now we must remember, the priest going up, and seeing this man on the roadside, he sort of went to the other side. He ignored it. He was indifferent to this guy's situation. Now, we can be the same concerning sin in our lives. You know, sometimes in the modern gospel in the West, what we do is we manage our sins. We manage the stuff in our lives. And then, you know, disobedience creeps in and the fruit of our lives. Ugh, it just, it's just like, hey, let's let's try to be good people. But indifference means like... Um, I'm sort of, I'm not involved. I'm losing my passion for something. I'm not engaging. And so the. this is what the priest did. Now, remember, the priest went up to Jerusalem to go and make sacrifice. So he was going on his religious duty. He was thinking like, sure. And if you're going to read Numbers, you'll see that the priest, if he would touch a guy that was dead, had to be. he was unclean for seven days and had to clean himself. You know, so... So we can see this picture of this guy walking up and seeing this guy lying there, and it looks to him like maybe the guy is dead. And he says, I'm not I'm not gonna touch, I'm not gonna go there because I'm gonna be unclean and then I can't do my religious duties. Now, isn't that what we sometimes do with God? And especially in this time of lockdown, we become indifferent to the world out there because fear begins to motivate us, or we 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 sort of just like, hey, I'm I'm going to just sit on the fence. But you know, in the kingdom of God, you cannot sit on the fence. In the kingdom of God, hey, there's one way and that's why we read a couple of weeks ago to the church in Laodicea. It says like, God says, I'd rather be hot or cold but don't be in between. You can't be a fence sitter in the kingdom of God because the devil is going to take you out. He's like a thief the Bible says and he comes in the middle of the night you know a robber comes with a pistol and he says hey I want want your stuff but a thief creeps in when you don't know that thief is going to come so the thief is there to steal to kill and destroy my question to you today are you indifferent to sin are you indifferent to what's happening spiritually around us because there's a challenge. If we're going to just be like that priest and not recognize the opportunities God gives us many times, it's not going to come in the form that we think it's going to come. And so here was an opportunity for this priest to minister, but he thought like, hey, my religious duty will take more preference than the opportunity I have. So what he did is like, hey, I'm going to just be indifferent. I'm going to go to the other side. I'm not going to say anything. It's it's not really my responsibility. Um, But that's what's happening to the church a lot in the world at the moment because lots of people are just saying like ah difficult times but now is the time to pray now is the time to seek the Lord's face now is the time to be the prophetic voice to speak out to speak out for those who can't speak and I'm not just talking about mercy I'm talking about a spiritual position or a spiritual stand we need to take we can't just go to the other side of the road and pretend nothing is happening because the whole world is shaking there's a lot of people in fear and hey you and I need to stand up you and I need to be bold in this time so the second challenge is what the Levi did and that's called the sin of apathy The sin of apathy is simply when we become asleep, when we are not awake to our situation, when we sort of like just become, yeah, just, I don't have any strength. And especially if your spiritual strength is lost. Listen to this. When he talks about the church being asleep, it says the following. It says the church was not literally asleep, but it became insensitive to its relationship with Jesus Christ. It became insensitive to its spiritual responsibilities towards God and the world. This does not mean that church members were out freely breaking the laws of God, but the relationship was still nonetheless deteriorating because of that lack of attention. So that's what happens is if you are not going to maintain something, you and I know, you know, um, it, it, it just slowly deteriorates, it slowly gets rust, you know. Uh, I remember when uh, we moved into a home in Stellenbosch, I was so excited about the swimming pool, you know. I never had a swimming pool, and there was a swimming pool in this house, and it was amazing. So the first Saturday, I was going down to this pharmacy place, and I was thinking like, "Whoa, I'm so excited, I'm, I've psyched myself up we're going to maintain this thing yeah. And, um, and then I was standing in this queue and the first guy in the queue said like, Oh, you know, he just wants to make his swimming pool into a chicken farm. The other one says, no, no, no vegetables. That's what he's going to do. All these kids are out of home. These like older guys all standing in the row. and There were about five of them. I thought like how critical or how negative can you become? You know, you've got a swimming pool. <laughs> Six months later I was standing there in the queue. Oh, what am I going to do? Just straight flowing. <laughs> because, hey, sometimes that's what begins to happen. But you know what happens spiritually? Exactly the same. Not just do we have indifference towards what's happening spiritually or even in the natural around us, but we become passive. We just lose our encouragement. We just lose our hope. We lose our joy. And that's what happened to this Levite. Because the Levite was walking. And then he saw, he saw the situation. It wasn't like the priest, like, oh, I'm just going to be religious. I'm going go to go the other side. He actually looked at the guy and he did nothing. Yeah. And that happens to a lot of us. I've, I've been a pastor and then sometimes, you know, for three months didn't read my Bible. Just slowly deteriorating. You know, most people that backslide, don't backslide overnight. They don't decide, oh, oh I'm going to commit adultery or I'm going to just like steal. Or I'm going to, no, no, no. What happens Just over a slow period, over a long time, you stop reading the word of God, you stop uh, fellowshipping, stop being accountable, get a bit offended with some people, yeah. and then slowly, and that's why it's so important that we trust God, that church um, and our meetings and our gatherings will start as soon as possible. You know because there's something that happens when you walk in the light together you know just sitting at home that's great because lots of people are saying yo, yo yo i've got my family i've got my kids but that's been great for the first couple of weeks but remember the church has got a bigger mandate our mandate is to reach the world and if we become indifferent or we have apathy towards what our mandate is slowly We will deteriorate slowly things will start to move away and so we must uh, you know the question is do you have an unholy discontentment with the status quo or do you just think like corona is here all this stuff is happening so I want to challenge you don't lose your passion don't lose your focus pay attention (laughs) you know just like you check your bank account so you have to check your spiritual bank account every day every week be sober scripture says be vigilant because the devil is like that thief he comes in the middle of the night he wants to steal he wants to kill and he wants to destroy you know he he hasn't got any other plan steal killing and destroying in our life so that's the sin of apathy that's what the Levite did and it's sin because it keeps you out of obedience with God so it's a bit tough but let's read again listen to this in Luke chapter 21 verse 34 to 36 but take heed to yourselves Take heed, take stock, check your bank account, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness and cares of this life. And that they come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the son of man you know scripture talks about war and harvest yeah as the kingdom of god it's got these two sort of pictures we're at war and then we're bringing in the harvest so there's there's an active participation you know don't just settle in the natural in this time especially now a couple of weeks lots of people are just talking about the economy lots of people are just negative about a lot of things don't be negative you know trust the Lord because this is the time for the church to arise the third sin is the sin of comfort you know all the both of these two the priest and the Levite they were comfortable in their religious duty comfortable to download the sermon comfortable to just read their Bible and so what happens we create comfort because fear drives us to create comfort complacency in our lives we just settle for the status quo we say world is in trouble it's the end of days so let's just leave it you know we create a false sense of identity and security and we submit to a culture of consumerism and what begins to happen is we replace the fear of god for the fear of man and you know what you can't have both of them in your life at the same time Do you fear God? That's the question. And unfortunately, the church in the West, we've we've lost that. We've lost the ability to really say, God, you're my number one, and there's no number two. God, you're my number one, (laughs) and there's no number two. You see, your comfort zone then becomes a stumbling block to your destiny, to what God has called you to do. And the church in the West is in trouble at the moment because there's no prophetic voice, there's passivity, there's indifference. Firstly, towards God and then secondly towards the mandate that God has given us so awake church arise it's time for us to awake it's time for us to stand up don't be passive we are the answer and we have the answer for the world a dying world and so the fourth thing that happens is if we give in and if we just create this atmosphere of indifference apathy comfort zones in our lives then we lose our right to exist This is tough (laughs) the church will lose its right to exist and how can i say that listen to this in matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 15 the bible says we are the salt of the earth the church of jesus christ you are the salt of the earth verse 13 of matthew 5 but if the salt loses its flavor how shall it be seasoned it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, salt was used to add flavor, to preserve meat. They didn't have fridges, yeah salt makes people thirsty for water (laughs) if you eat a lot of salt people are going to run to the water but people are not running to christ why because the church has lost its flavor the church has lost its holiness and if we are not different than the world do you know what we lose our saltiness but see what the result is it says you know it is then good for nothing the salt but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by man. Do you know what? Then the world will just move over the church. Because we've lost our ability to preserve. And so this isn't negative. But I want to encourage us to not lose our flavor. To not be quiet. Not fall for indifference or passivity. Because we are all tempted. I'm tempted in this time just to say, Hey, I'm going to just play tennis. I'm going to just see how things are nice. But I'm losing then some of that passion about I'm losing the saltiness. And the, the question is, how are we bringing that saltiness across to your neighbor? How are you, you know? Uh, and so we're excited, you know, we're going to do a flyer drop of just a, a, a hope message in the whole town. We said, Let, let's just go for it, you know. <laughs> let's, let's be the church. Let's, let's be there, not just to give food, but not to be indifferent to a lot of people that are af- afraid. A lot of people that have lost their sense of why they are here. And so how, how do we start? Listen to this in 1 Peter 4, verse 7 to 11. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. So I'm not talking about doing a lot of stuff, but you can see in your prayer life and I can see in my prayer life. You know, <clears throat> we've been having a couple of, Situations with people that have really fallen deep into depression, they're just like, oh, the wheels came off. Not just the wheels, the axes of the cars broke, you know? And um, and then you feel like hopeless. You feel like, oh, what can I do? And then the Lord says, pray. Pray without ceasing. And then He says, above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Verse 8 Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Beautiful picture. And the question is, in your prayer life, firstly and then secondly, what? Are you still using the gifts that God has given you? I know a lot of people say, oh, I can't serve at church because I've been used to serving at church. Now serve your neighbor. (laughs) Serve people through prayer. There's so much we can do. But if we lose that thing like, oh, you know, I'm the victim. And that's what the devil many times tries to tell us. He says, the church, we're the victim. We're just like, we're going to close down, you know, all that stuff. That is such nonsense from the pit of hell because God wants us, be the church he wants us to be the salt and the light but we need to repent of that indifference we need to repent of sometimes losing our focus and 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 again i want to say we have to start in our relationship with god you know are you hungry for the word of god are you hungry to spend time with god are you hungry in prayer and i've seen that you know just um being on 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 a week holiday um was was just so amazing because the you know we were just relaxing and all of that stuff and as i was waking up the morning the lord said to me this people that you are staying with i'm going to give you an opportunity to minister to them and i thought like yo so i just prayed there was one specific person that the lord laid on my heart and so i said during the day lord yeah it's it's great now just to relax and to rest and all that stuff and uh, that evening that person came to call me and say we need to chat two hours later it was just so beautiful because i'm not doing things for God I'm doing things with God and so in this time we need the Holy Spirit more than ever but I want to challenge you are you gonna allow same old same old just to think like oh I'm gonna just listen to what the world says the economy is crashing things are happening around you know the the whole virus is fake or whatever you know and there's so many rumors going around and hey we need to be responsible yes but don't just maintain your heart Don't just maintain, yeah. You know? Because when I came back after this week, my swimming pool was green. You know, the pH level went out. You know, now to get that thing back to its original blue, beautiful color, it is difficult. Shock treat it. Do all the different stuff. But we don't want to get there spiritually. You know, you don't want a shock treat. You don't want a crisis in your life to wake you up. Because it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. And that's what he's challenging. He says, will you come? Come partner with me, church. Now's the time for the church to arise. You may say today, yeah, but you're just the encourager, you know. You're just you're just like passionate. No, it's tough sometimes. There's, sometimes we suffer. Sometimes there are great challenges. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. We can't do it in our own strength or through striving or through competition or because I want to. And that's why the scripture says, each one minister your gift. Each one live in that space. Yeah? And so I am more excited than ever for the opportunities God wants to open up for the church. But hey, we can't just be like these priests and the Levites. Just normal, same old, same old. Because as you're going to walk on that road, maybe there's somebody lying there. And you think like, no, no, no I can't do that. I'm, I'm so focused on doing stuff like I used to do it. But this priest and the Levite miss God's destiny for their lives because of indifference, apathy, comfort zone. So I want to challenge you Church of Jesus Christ, Arise, wake up, wake up to the call of God. God is doing something all across the world and uh, let's listen to what He says and let's not miss the opportunities He gives us by just either being religious or drawing back or becoming completely passive. Because there's something God wants to do in your life and my life. And you may say, no, in the flesh, I'm just like, Ugh, I'm, I'm just like over it. I, I just, I've, I've lost hope. I've lost my joy. Then, hey, ask God. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes I, because I'm encouraged, you know, encouragers need the most encouragement. Because <laughs> sometimes your highs are very high and your lows are very low. And then, you know what, then it's so amazing. I sometimes just say, God, I need encouragement because I am feel a bit depressed or whatever, you know, then wow, then God will send people that are praying. He will send the prophetic word. People will send those words through. And I think like, wow, you know, isn't that amazing that God speaks, you know? Just two weeks ago when I was preaching on a specific scripture, when I got home, somebody messaged me that scripture that the whole sermon was about. And then two other people within one hour sent exactly through the same scriptures. And I thought like, wow, Lord, what a confirmation that we're on the right track. Because God is not silent in this time. You know, the world may be silent, a lot of other things, but God is not silent. God is speaking, but we need to listen. And so I want to I challenge you and I want to pray for you today that God will start to move in our hearts but let's think about the stuff that we're indifferent to in our relationship with god that we've become passive or apathetic towards or maybe even critical or negative or we're just drawing in a comfort zone then we need to repent because we are a holy people first peter 2 verse 9 says we are his holy people His chosen people and god has chosen us to declare his praises in the world go read that beautiful scripture he's special people so let's pray father i want to On behalf of the church and my own life, just repent, Lord, of apathy, indifference, discouragement, comfort zones, Lord. Sometimes we think we're not like that priest or Levite, but Lord, we can't just be same old, same old. And so, Lord, that's what we pray, that you will ignite again in our hearts a fire that will burn for you. Lord, where there'll be no limits on what you want to do. Lord, we turn back to you. And Lord, we want to be like that good Samaritan, Lord, that can not just take care, but Lord, go the extra mile because of your strength, because of your call, because of your life in abundance over us. And I pray for everyone, Lord, that can hear my voice today, Lord, that's listening in, Lord, that has lost hope, lost a sense of calling, lost a sense of destiny, Father. And I pray again, Lord, that you, through your Holy Spirit, will bring revelations, bring dreams, bring visions. Stir in us, Lord, a heart and a passion for your name. And Lord, then break our hearts for a world that is dying so that we can be the salt of the earth. Lord, make us the salt of the earth again. In Jesus' name. Father, we want to fear you more than what we want to fear man. We repent of fearing man and listening to the opinion of the world and the opinion of man more than what we fear you. As the church, Lord, We want to be your holy people, your special people. Restore us again with life and life in abundance. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.